Welcome to the magic in daily endurance. I'm your host, Jesse Meister, coming to you this season from Canada. What if you could integrate the tools necessary to raise your vibration and change your life? This show will help you overcome your challenges, step into your power, and become the true badass you're meant to be. Join me as I chat with friends of mine that have dove deep into their shadow to see the light and are now ready to share their stories. This is the magic in daily endurance. Hello world, and welcome back to another episode of the Magic in Daily Endurance. Today I am super excited to introduce you to another magical being I got the pleasure of meeting in my adventures through Costa Rica. Uh, Jesse is a personal brander, entrepreneur, digital nomad, just living the dream out in Costa Rica right now. We met during ice baths and breath work and sananga jesse van bruegel welcome to the podcast did i say that right many of you perhaps know i'm from holland so it's a difficult difficult turn i you to pronounce but you did a great job i did i did yeah i would say in, <laughs> du- in dutch in dutch i would say van bruegel van but, bruegel. That's a, but that's a pronunciation not many i would say across our borders could make i love it see good that's amazing <laughs> So Jesse is a personal brand strategist that I met in my travels in Costa Rica, and we got to do some ice baths together and some ice dips, and it was so magical. This summer is so magical within the community of healers and healing that happens there. And I wanted to invite him on today to talk about what he does and what he's sharing with the world. So welcome, Jesse, to the Magic in Daily Endurance. Yes, thanks so much for inviting me. Honored to be here. When you send me the invitation, I was like, do I have a story to tell? But uh, I would say that's the imposter in me uh, telling me. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to be here to share a little bit more about my uh, my daily magic and I would say how I live and see and see life. Yeah, and what you do, like how you're traveling and like the nomad life and everything that you are creating, alchemizing within your own life is so inspiring to watch because you're just showing that it's possible, right? Which is so cool. All right. So first question I ask all of my guests, uh, there's two separate ones. So for you, I am going to dive into daily rituals, daily habits. What is your morning routine? How do you start your day to get embodied? Yeah, I think a morning routine has always been important in, I would say, my daily productivity. And especially as an entrepreneur, it's something that I, I highly value. Uh, but it, it, I would say the, the, the rigidity in changed over the last period, like before I always had this, this thought that I needed to do the same things at the same time in the same sequence. Otherwise, I wouldn't be productive or not able to, I would say, share my gift with the world or, or show up in the best way possible. And I kind of shifted away from that uh, to a more hybrid version of like, okay, what do I feel I have to do first before I start working? So uh currently that it's really it's a really basic uh, morning routine i wake up pretty early around like five ish or 
5.30 or 6.00 uh, because the sun comes up in Costa Rica. So I like to be uh, up then. I'm a real early bird, like a real morning uh, morning productivity guy. So currently it's pretty basic. I just do my breath work followed by a little simple like meditation, get my morning coffee, and then I go straight into working, uh, which currently works. Uh, but not too long ago, it was like breath work, meditation, journaling, do a morning dance, do all these kind of really static things in like a, like a fast sequence uh, to pry myself to get into work. But now I'm more into a version where I'm like, okay, I just do a couple of things, which I do think are, I would say, essential for me to ground me for the day. And breathwork is the, the most important for me uh, uh, currently. And I would say with breathwork, the meditation follows uh, naturally. So I'd say that's uh, most of the, the, the morning r- routine I currently follow. I love it. And then does it depend on where you are in the country? Like what you shift and change or do you just go by like how you're feeling? Um, yeah, I would say um it it doesn't really depend on location anymore because uh i've been traveling now for close to 20 months so in the beginning yeah i told myself like okay i need to have a stable a stable morning situation to do my morning routine but then i realized that in terms of breath work and meditation we don't need anything the only thing we have to do is breathe and sit and Wherever I'm in a hostel, in a plane, uh, in a plane seat, or on a bus, or on the street, wherever, I can do my uh, my my. I would say the quick version of my morning routine. So, having those two, I would say, ingrained in the mornings definitely, um, yeah, allows me to to do it wherever, whenever. And it's not much about like the quant or the duration of the morning routine, but more I would say about the intention or the quality, uh, like. If I'm really short on time or I feel like, oh, fuck, I have to yeah, get up and do these things. I'm at least like forcing myself to do 20 rounds of breathing and then one minute of like meditation, like really quick, really fast. Uh, and just telling myself, OK, today I'm grateful for X, Y, Z. Uh, that's also something I, I tell myself, by the way, before I go to sleep, just a three to five things I'm grateful for that day. Uh, but the same thing in the morning, like it can be as short as possible. Plus, I would say uh like having meditated now for i think seven or eight years i stopped like i said i stopped forcing it to do it in the morning like if i don't really feel like it or the time doesn't really exert it i know i there will come a moment in the day where i feel perhaps a little bit like restless or anxious or just have a spare moment that i sit down and then like hey it's 4 p.m it doesn't matter it's not my morning routine anymore but i can do a breathwork session or a meditation. So I know it always like falls into place and I just trust when it comes, uh, I would say when it the, the, the right time arises to, uh, to uh, let's say, continue a practice if I ha- didn't have time in the mornings. So you've been meditating for seven, eight years? I think so, yeah. Yeah, when wow. I moved, moved out of my uh, elderly house, I think that was back in 2015. So yeah, seven years now, not too long, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, it feels like a lifetime. <laughs> right. Time isn't real. <laughs> so what brought you into meditation then and like a morning ritual? What made you want to take that like initiative in your mornings? Uh, that's such a good question because it kind of like takes me down to, I'd say the earlier states of like my self-development path. Like I've always been a guy that, that studied on his own on things that he wanted to, I would say, learn more about or like, like the skills he wanted to amass like for example like photoshop was a, like a big passion of me like back in the day just to 
like be able to design things. Uh, but I would say meditation came on my path after listening a lot of like podcasts from, I think, mainly Jay Shetty back in 2015, 2016, when he started to, uh, to make his rise onto social media uh, empire that he currently built. Uh, and I was like, okay, let's, let's try this out because I can only like form an opinion about it if I ever like tried it out myself. And of course, the, the first couple of times were hard AAF because you're just sitting down and forcing yourself to do nothing. And uh, I've always been a guy that tried to uh, use every moment product or like uh, use every moment like productive. Like every moment I had to be doing something productive. Otherwise, it would be a waste of time. So in the beginning, I had a lot of like internal conflicts by sitting down and forcing myself to do nothing nothing between uh putting quotes because i'm like yeah okay this is part of the deal too uh so yeah i think back then the the the, the meditation habit started uh and i think the, the interesting part there is that i never felt the importance of it until i stopped so for example when i did it meditate mm-hmm. for like three four days suddenly i was like restless or I fell out against like like people around me or I was just not feeling like at ease or aligned. And then I thought of myself like, ah, the last time that I meditated was three, four days ago. Mm-hmm. So there was always just like this instant, I was not instant, but back in the day, it's a pretty, pretty short feedback loop. While nowadays it's already like, like I just told, like the feedback loop is within the day. So if I don't meditate in the morning, Somewhere during the day, I feel a little bit of, okay, I would like to sit down and to just be, just be for a second. So I think that's how it, uh, how it has changed over, uh, over the last seven years. That's amazing. And it, it, like, I know meditation has changed my life and it's something that is so simple that you don't even have to take like 30 minutes, like 45 minutes. It's five, 10 minutes in the morning and you just like instantly internally shift and feel like your mind clearer and your body more like engaged to initiate your day and it's so beautiful that's amazing yeah definitely how simple it can be and every single person that I talk to they have something that they do every single day or they just have that spiritual journey like it's either one of the two but then you also have your own spiritual journey as well right yeah, I think that that comes, I think that is aligned with like starting the practices and starting to develop more. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the more time you spend doing breath work or meditation, the I think you're at risk to finding or not, not finding, but I think the more work I do, the more questions I get. And I would say as a problem solver and someone that's like, I would say 24 seven curious, I want to know more. So it's like a, like an ongoing ongoing adventure and uh, exploration towards more answers. But I also know that I I have I make I made peace with the fact that I don't I, I won't know. Every, okay, uh, I made peace with the fact that I don't I won't know it all at some point. So it's just like a, an ongoing an ongoing journey. Always, always a student, right? It's what makes yeah. this adventure just so amazing and incredible. A hundred percent. Like one of the tattoos on my arm, you can't see it because it's mirrored, but it says both the work in progress and a masterpiece. And uh, 
that has been, I would say, um, instrumental to, I would say, my spiritual or my, my self-development journey because I was mm-hmm. always looking to do more, to become better, to chasing the next hit. Like, if this happens, then then I will feel good or then I will do this. But I was always trying to be this work in progress until I realized that I am already a masterpiece as of this moment. I am the best mm-hmm. version of myself currently. And as we go, we grow. Uh, so I think that has been a really humble but also really like grateful like reminder uh to me and that's why it's tattooed on on my wrist to to keep myself uh reminded of that every day i love that so is that what brought you to your current role in your entrepreneurship and your personal branding business and what you do right now um i would say not necessarily because i never saw myself as an entrepreneur um Never saw myself as someone that I would say was doing his own thing. Uh, but the pandemic kind of not forced me, but that gave me that nudge because I was working from my bedroom in a role that I didn't really enjoy doing. I saw it as a, as a step up to, to, to get a good promotion within a company, but then working from home, those uh, social aspects fell away. Mm-hmm. Made me realize how much I, I, would say I needed that in terms of fulfillment within my role. So... I quit my job because I didn't saw, I would say, short-term change in that. And I started to build my own thing. Uh, I've always, like, I always, like I said before, I've always been like, creative and like trying to figure things out uh, and to, to, to develop skills. So I started writing online about stuff that I found interesting. Uh, in the beginning, it was pretty broad, like mindset-wise, self-development, digital marketing. Uh, my very first article online was how making your bed in the morning is a, a great start of the day because it sets the scene for the rest of the day. Like if you can start a day with a win, you can like, like keep, stay in a roll. So I think that was, uh, it kind of, it says a lot about the things that kept me busy and still are keeping me busy. But then through writing, I stumbled upon this, this, this concept called personal branding, uh, late 2020. And yeah, that, 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 has become the the or like red thread through my entrepreneurial journey. So I started to realize that by creating content online and by showing up uh, as uh, I'll say the person I wanted to be online, I yeah, built a brand around myself. Like people started to to really or like uh, affiliate me with personal branding, digital marketing, like entrepreneurship, and all these things. So that made me realize, okay, there is actually something in this. Uh, so I realized that I built my personal brand around helping others create a personal brand too. Uh, so in 2020, I created a lot of like courses. I did a lot of like to ask, uh, experiments with digital products. I uh, ex- like I launched to really help others to build a personal brand online so they can make money online. Because as I was uh, being an entrepreneur, I was like, okay, I need to make money to of course live life so for me that was had building a personal brand to attract opportunities i would say in a nutshell uh so that led to i'll say coaching little bit of products uh ever since uh and now two years later it's everything i'm doing still so it allowed me to to travel because as i said before uh, i've been traveling since february last year uh and building my own personal brand but also helping others in that process allowed me to to live on the road and to uh to be flexible this way 
which is amazing and so freeing and so many people want that in their own lives right now right just like to have the entrepreneur life of just waking up whenever which normally we wake up early we get our stuff done I've been bad on my routine lately so I'm just like kicking myself in the butt being like you gotta get back on it um but that's amazing that's that's so cool so you basically in like came up with this yourself or did you do schooling like what was your process to get into it yeah that's a good question I feel I would say uh I'm fully self-taught in this like I did do some some digital marketing uh I got a bachelor's in sports marketing but I would say all the stuff that I learned there is not applicable to any business real life experience so just mainly being an entrepreneur for two years learned me all the things that I thought but uh yeah like I said I I rolled into personal branding and for me it combined most of the things that I was passionate about like it combined self-development it combined uh like like uh a lot like stepping into your 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 own unique voice and your own unique positioning I think that's uh that's a key with personal branding uh strengths that I always like um like like operating from a place of strength and trying to in, instead of focusing on the things that you perhaps lack or not as as good as. So I think personal branding allows that too. Uh plus expressing like creativity. So for me it became a an umbrella almost to to do the things that I wanted to do. And in the process I inspired so many other things. And I always uh got great fulfillment by teaching others or helping others uh, get better at their certain craft. Uh, and I just realized that by me putting out my lessons, my uh, failures, my achievements, etc., all these things allows others to I'll say, almost have like a shortcut and not having, not, uh, not having to pay the frustration or the time that I had to pay. But the same way that as I learned from the people that went before me so that I don't have to uh, spend the time working on the lessons they they achieved so far. I think that's how we all learn, especially in the digital space. Like you can learn from anyone like online. And uh, I almost I, I do think it's a a waste if you're not uh, making use of that. But that's just my uh, my personal opinion. So you're basically helping people alchemize their lives. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a great a great summary of what I just shared in a couple of minutes. Yeah, that's but that's so beautiful because at the end of the day, we are our own alchemists of what we are creating in our own reality. So with you being that guide, being an alchemist yourself and just guiding people along that way, that's that's so cool. I never saw it as, as, as I would say, as an alchemist. I do see myself, I would say, as a guide because I... Mm. I, I I steer or I stay away from positioning myself as the expert uh, because I know I, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm just a couple of steps ahead of people in, I would say the personal branding or the entrepreneurial journey. But I also know I got 2,500 steps still to go. So yeah. I think a guide is a, is a, is a great, uh, great way of putting it because I, um, I, something that I would say I, help people understand that I work with is that you want to learn from the people I would say one or two steps ahead of you and you want to teach the people one or two steps behind you uh, I think because in that way it becomes relatable uh, 
because I can look up to people like Gary Vaynerchuk with like a like personal brand of like hundreds of millions and being on every platform there is under the, under the sky. And I'm like, okay, I should do that too. But then I forget that there are like 17 steps in between. Uh, so I'm just focusing on the people that I would say are within my realm, realm to learn from, to teach to. And it's also good to have like peers that are on the same level to collaborate with and to have a great discussion with. I love that. My personal opinion is that we're all alchemists. <laughs> so that's just how I see humans in general, especially people who are inspiring others to change their lives, because that's how we do it in our like every day, right? Like you see somebody else doing it and then it inspires them. And then if you're the guide within your own alchemy of creating your own reality, then boom. I love it. That's amazing. Okay, I would love to talk to you more about breathwork because I know, and even ice baths, this seems to be a really common thing within the people in my life because I do them. So I continue to meet people who are in that realm. What benefits have you noticed in your own world by starting like breathwork and ice baths? When did you start doing that? Like, did you start with meditation and then you found like all these other tools? Yeah, I would say breathwork is as you said i definitely see it as a tool uh i started doing that i think two years ago when i started working from home for the company like i said my my last employment at the beginning of the pandemic and i was experiencing a lot of like anxiety back then uh like for the first time in life i had panic attacks and i had no clue what was happening uh and uh i started doing the wim hof uh breathing technique and I found like remarkable results I would say in terms of like getting mental clarity but also physical releases so I'd say that really pushed me up like pushed me on this path of like okay this tool exists let me dive into it and explore more and like I said I'm always on this this journey to discover and to learn more of the things that I'm passionate about um and then yeah, I, I kept doing it by myself. Uh, but then the first time I did it in a a group setting was in a men's circle in Amsterdam. I had such profound experiences, but with, with like seeing faces and like like experience almost like outer body experiences. And I was like, holy crap, what is this? And uh, yeah, that, that made me even more like interested in, in, in doing these things. And I was like, okay, there was so much like power in this. Uh, and as you said, like in, in, in Costa Rica, and I think especially in like the region around Samara, it's like everyone almost you meet has an affi- like uh, affinity for breathwork or meditation. So it's really, it's almost hard to not find those people. So you can get like sucked into it, which for me was perfect because it allows me to uh, get it. It allowed me to get in touch with people that were like far, far more advanced than me in the journey, but also to share experiences and to little, let's say, push yourself and to to uh to to dive into that uh but yeah for me it became a daily tool to uh either like ground myself but i also see it as a way to physically release energy because uh, for example during a lot of like like breathwork session my jaw is really clenched and one time i even had like 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 uh cramping in my jaw and it was one of the most painful experiences during breathwork uh but it i was like it just realizes me where in my body i store energy which is i would say not 
beneficial long term because I do know that I hold stuff too much in me instead of like expressing my thoughts or like like dealing with emotions and stuff. I just like hold it into me. And I think breathwork for me has become a really good tool in terms of releasing that, yeah, that 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 tension, whether it's anxiety, whether it's like like actual actual physical tension, like wherever it is. Uh, so yeah, it it has become um yeah just a tool in my toolkit. The same way as I started to see journaling and meditation and laughing and crying and having a good chat with a friend. Um, where I'm, like in the beginning of my journey, I saw it as, okay, I need to meditate right now or today. I now see it as like, okay, I do I do experience this thing. Which tool in my toolkit can I use to transmute it or to deal with it? Or not to, I'll say not to ignore it, but to like, yeah, how can I make best use of it? Or what does my body or my soul need in this case? And I think breathwork has become a, yeah, a, an essential, yeah. Uh, tool to repeat myself once more uh, in my daily life. I love it. So we live in a society that big pharma medications, like all of those things seem to take over what breath work can do for you. Meditation can do for you. So my next question would be within these tools using them in your own life, what has shifted? What has changed? Like, where have you gone from like where you were before you started to where you are now? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think it kind of aligns with, with how I ended my last answer. I think meditation and, and breath work gave me the, uh, the possibility to to auto regulate, I would say my my state almost. Where, as you said, in the West we tend to to get medicine or take an aspirin or lose ourselves in distraction because you feel this uncomfortable uh, feeling. Like, okay, you want to push it away uh, because if if I don't look at it, it's not there. And I think with breathwork, meditation, journaling, all these things, uh, like you actually confront it so i don't of course we 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 do need outside outsider perspective and people around us to help us in a journey but those are not always around like and the, the one person that is around with me 24 7 is myself so how can i help myself go through this like challenging times and to either alter my not alter my state but i would say work through it or work with it uh instead of trying to look for external uh remedy and i think that's some that that's like you said that's that's a an agenda that's been being pushed in 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 the west and as i just got back from three months in, in amsterdam i did of course the contrast between amsterdam and samra i think there, it's harder to it's hard to find any, a bigger contrast so that being said but i had to be extremely conscious to not to not let myself i would say get sucked into the way how we push feelings and push pressure aside just for the sake of, okay, uh, it's not there, so we don't have to look at it. Well, now being in Costa Rica, the lifestyle is much different. I'm like, okay, I do allow myself to feel the things that I need to feel to, to like, like as Joe Dispenza perfectly said, dare to sit at the fire because that's uncomfortable, as F, but that's often the work we have to do. 
Yeah. And then your confidence shifts and your mindset shifts and all of these things just start happening of the snowball effect of just like up leveling your life and becoming that bigger, better, more in tuned version of you, which is so cool. And not everybody knows these tools. Like this is why I'm doing the podcast because I know in my old life of my corporate job, like I didn't know people who woke up and meditated every day, like they worked out. So there was a big group of people who would go to the gym before, after work, during lunch, but it's like, who's facilitating like a breathwork session over lunch or a meditation or like a sound bath, right? And it's just so beautiful to be able to introduce these tools to the world. And it like, it is getting more popular. All of these things, like more and more people are seeing them, especially with 2020 and what that brought right? Like all these people just started like going inward because we didn't have another choice, which has been, I know it was my game changer and it like really brought me into my spiritual journey and my healing journey, which is not easy. (laughs) We all know that it is not an easy job, but we came here to do it. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I think that's, uh, you, you said, you said it there perfectly. It's like uh, in the beginning, you don't even know those things I would say are happening. But as you start on your own path, you start to uncover more of the tools and more of the the things that are available. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I came to the conclusion that like, not to sound, I would say like, like egocentric or I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, I think everyone has to figure it out on his or her own in terms of what they need at a certain stage of their life. So I would say in the beginning of my, let's call it spiritual awakening, I really tried to convince others of that, that, that the things that how I saw them was the right way or not, not necessarily the right way. I wasn't like not preaching, but more like, hey, the stuff we've been doing is perhaps not working. So do this, do that. They're really like just forcing upon people and I really felt that it was frustrated for me because they didn't listen why should they and for them it was really hard to be like okay yeah Jesse why are you saying this to us I think it was not beneficial for both parties and then I just switched to the fact that I was like okay let's first like master it myself before I start teaching the world and by even like starting to to have that approach I lost the urge of wanting to convince others of that the path I'm on is between quotes the right one and I think everyone will figure it out on his or her own but more of the mindset like okay if people have questions about a certain thing then I'm all ears and happy to to have you the conversation but it's yeah I think one of the sayings is that uh, you can't wake people up but they have to wake up by themselves or sometimes and or not everyone is supposed to yeah, wake up in the in this lifetime, which is fine too. Uh, but I think that that has been a like a mindset shift for me. Plus, it kept me more sane and uh, yeah, focused me more on the things that I can control, and that's doing the work for myself. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't force them to drink, right? <laughs> I think that's exactly a great summary of what I uh, said. Yeah that's exactly what it is it's like I can tell people as much as I want like sound baths are amazing and they'll change your life and it'll help raise your vibration but I had to figure that out on my own so I 
like I will promote myself. And if you feel called to come, then that's amazing. But there's, that's just listen to the podcast. If something resonates, if somebody resonates, if something somebody does in their daily rituals resonates, add it in for a week and just see what happens, right? Like I'm not forcing anybody, but if that's what you feel called to do, go do it. Find the tools because there's so many things out there. So many things. And it's absolutely yeah. beautiful. And I, I think it's a it's it's a result of spiritual growth, right? Because mm. in the beginning you're really attached to to the things you're doing and mm-hmm. you you want to put it to the world and once they not pick it up, you feel disappointed because there was an expectation. But there's lot at, at some point you just like let go of it. You're like, hey, I'm just doing the things that I feel are the best for me to currently do in my life. And if it inspires people, cool. If it doesn't care, make them care, fine too. Like I'm just you're just focusing more on yourself. And as you said, the people that do lean in, yes, for them you you are helpful and you can you can provide more value, uh, knowing that they, you you triggered something in them. But I'd say detaching yourself from the outcome, but solely focusing on the output you have for yourself. Yeah, and it's beautiful. And then when people do reach out, I'm like, yeah, like what are you doing? And then there's like this event or cold dips look amazing. Like, can I come with you? And it's like, well, if I'm busy, then I know of like this person that does it. And just helping provide those resources when you show people what is helping change your life. And it's so beautiful. So when did your spiritual journey start, my friend? Healing, spirituality, Uh, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I've been thinking about that. And I don't know if there was like a starting date, uh, but as I just touched upon the fact that I would say beginning of 2020, I started to have like anxiety, panic attacks. And I was like, okay, I didn't think that would ever happen to me, ignorant to me, but of course it's part of the human experience. So I think that kind of like, let me uh, down this path of, okay, there is work to be done uh, before there was already like, okay, meditation uh, is a thing. And I'm just focusing on having, I think by, before then it was more like having productive and healthy habits. As I said, like I was always looking to use my time super productive and efficient. And I knew meditation was a part of that, uh, but I wasn't really aware of the spiritual aspect of that. Um, so I think, two and a half years now and uh, yeah it, it feels much longer uh and sometimes we i think i make fun of it to friends like like once you start to see things you can't unsee it and you start to i'll say question even more things and uh i'll say as like a like a life lifelong explorer and adventure sometimes it's it gets a little bit uh distracting from i would say the business i'm trying to build because uh, like the personal brand build personal branding business has but they're not necessarily something to do with like my spiritual journey. Of course, it, it goes hand in hand because it's me as a person, but it's not something I teach to my clients. So sometimes I really have to make a make a hard split. Like, okay, now I have to focus on work instead of losing myself in exploring more into the to the spiritual realm. So for you, what everyone has a different definition. What is spirituality for you personally? Well, I think this is the the million dollar question. 
so let me let me think for a second. Yeah, spirituality for me is I'd say something along the lines of um balancing the things we can't see with our 3D senses, something like that. Uh because we're so focused on on the physical world. But I think spirituality for me is is a first being aware of the fact that all that energy is everywhere is like there is so much more that we can't see or or notice but we can't feel it of course i think spirituality means for me like over like i think like the last two and a half years like i unlocked that pandora's box inside of my head like okay ah there is much more than we thought there was before so i think uh yeah like navigating yourself through perhaps the 40 or the 50 or even more dimensions we have. I think that's what a spirituality currently uh, entails for me. I love that. And there is no wrong answers because like whatever individual thinks, believes, like that is your reality. So it's like nobody can convince you otherwise, right? And it's beautiful. I love that. That's so great. And all the magic that happens in Samra. Um, what made you go back to Samra? Yeah, so like I said, the first time I got here was because there was only a co-working spot. I was like, okay, on the Pacific coast, like how bad could it be? The second time I was planning to go to Mexico, uh, but one or two days before I changed my plan to go back to Samra uh, because I kept seeing it, I would say, in meditations and, and breath work and visualizations, I kept seeing the beach. So I was like, okay, that's a really clear sign. And this time around... Uh, I wasn't planning to come back this, this soon, but even when I left May, I was like, okay, somewhere this year, I will arrive back in Samara. Uh, but then back in July, my friend texted me and he's like, hey, we're going to go to France for a couple of months so you can sublet our house. And I was like, okay, another very clear sign. And uh, yeah, so here I'm back earlier than expected. Didn't expect to be back in the rainy season uh, here in Samara. But uh, as I shared before, it was a little bit of a mental challenge being back in busy Amsterdam. Uh, but the fact that I could, I would say, almost like retreat or I would say better, better said, like relocate to somewhere definitely, uh, yeah, excited me. So uh, fast forward a couple of weeks, uh, we're back in town. And it is an amazing place to be. And I was told when I was down there that Samara means protected by God. So that I was like, all right, that makes sense. I didn't know that one, but that's uh that's a pretty spot on explanation. Oh, yeah. Or this this and especially that location and like how there's a lot of healers that are like based in Samara that are just coming from like all over the world and they're just like, okay, breath work and ice baths and combo and you know, yoga and all of this amazing stuff that happens there definitely a place that i miss and uh i gotta get myself on a plane and get back there soon <laughs> go say hello to everyone go get that recharge from the energy um are you an energy person do you believe in energy and people's energy and all that fun stuff um i would say i'm starting to dive more mm -hmm. into that 
uh, it first became, uh, I'll take clear to me that that's such a thing through my ex relationship or my old relationship with my ex. Uh, she was really into that. And I was like, okay, I have no clue what you're talking about because I, I am not aware of this. But through the last two and a half years, I definitely felt that it has become a bigger thing in my life. And I'll say some tangible uh, examples where that there were like instances where I would say, I think I picked up anxiety from other people, which made me want to, I'll say, run. Uh, uh, and in the beginning, I was like, how did this happen? Because I was in such a good mood and suddenly I'm extremely anxious with some, something. Uh, and then at some point I started to realize that I, it might be something that I picked up from other people or situations. So, um, yeah, it has definitely become a thing. And uh, I already knew, I would say, for the last, I don't know, how many years that a location has an energy. So I, I like to like work in a different spot than I sleep or not eat in bed or not work in bed or all these things. So I definitely uh, think there is a lot to that. Um, I wouldn't say I'm sensitive to it, but I think like as I advance on this path of spiritual growth, I, bec I become more and more sensitive to positivity and toxicity. Uh, and yeah, I would say energy in, in general. I'm a big energy person, obviously. Reiki master, the sound bowls. The sound bowls are something that actually go into your energy centers, like your chakras and help elevate them, which bring you to like that next level of healing and help you release things that you didn't even know that you needed to release. Right. So it's beautiful. And it is, it's something that kind of just goes along. It doesn't kind of, it goes along with, like you just said, that spiritual awakening journey, the healing path. It's to me, it's something that you can't deny. And once you start picking up people's energies and it's like, oh, how do I protect myself from this? Because this is like, I know this uh, isn't mine, <laughs> right? Which is just a, a part of it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and and again, it's a work in progress. Uh, like always, the student, no matter what, even when you become the master, like there's still gonna be somebody out there who knows more than you and can show you stuff, and always, and even and the people who are aware of that will admit they're always the student no matter what 100 percent. yeah don't let your ego get too up there and be like i'm so great at everything no 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 that's <laughs> your ego we are always the student and it's it's such a beautiful thing amazing for sure so we're almost at 40 <clears throat> we're around 40 minutes which is awesome so if people want to work on their personal branding find you where do they go my friend uh, I would say my the best way to contact me is through my LinkedIn page, which is with my beautiful Dutch surname Jesse Van Bruegel, or to find my uh, to find the services that I provide and the people that I work with on my website, which is called Realigned.Works. Because the thing that I do is I realign people's brands, uh, so together they can uh, like grow into the best version of themselves online. I think those are the two main platforms. I love that. And everything will be in the show notes so that they can find you. And then my last question for all of my guests, <laughs> which if you've listened, I, I believe I asked uh, Nico and Karina this. Um, if you could go back and talk to your eight-year-old self, what would you tell him? 
that's a great question. Uh, firstly, because I know I need to do a lot of inner, inner child work, but okay, let me think of what do I say to my little eight-year-old Jesse. I would say something along the lines of you do matter uh, the way you are. And uh, yeah, I think it kind of sounds, what is it? Yeah, I think, yeah, that's it. Like you matter, you're loved. And uh, no matter which path you take, it's the right one for you to be on and uh, trust the process. And uh, then this little eight-year-old Jesse can uh, continue his uh, his way into adulthood and uh, life in general. That's beautiful. It's my favorite question because it is something like the past two years that I've dove into. And again, like always working within that inner child and like, what do you need? Because when we go back into that version of ourselves that didn't get the love they were looking for, or they thought that they were deserving or the attention or like their parents did the best that they could, that they knew how, but then you become this adult who's like, Oh, that's inner child. Oh, Oh God. I totally remember that from my childhood. And there's stuff constantly coming up for me, even now, like every day, (laughs) like what does little Jess need? And it's, I love this question because it, it makes people stop and think and connect like in that moment with their inner child. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's so, it's so much, it's so interesting to see how much power such a question had or has because the moment you asked it, I felt a lot of discomfort. Right. So that means me. Yeah. I felt I was sweating more than two seconds before that and I feel like I want to I would say pause the question to my neighbor which you can't see I don't have a neighbor at this moment but that's good because it gives direct feedback on the things I have to work on which I think are beautiful and that's why conversations like these are so powerful and valuable mm-hmm. I love it that was great answer my friend okay I will put all of your show all of your information in the show notes Thank you so, so much for taking the time to be on the Magic of Daily Endurance today. I miss you so, so much. I got to get back to Costa Rica. You know where to find us. We're not uh, hard to find in Samara. (laughs) Amazing. All right, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Magic in Daily Endurance. Exciting news this season. I have made it possible for you to purchase your own sound sessions. Go on over to the link in my bio and you will be able to have a meditation with the Alchemy Crystal Bowls whenever, wherever, from the convenience of your own phone. The Alchemy Crystal Singing Bowls changed my life, so I wanted to make it possible for you to also change yours from wherever you are in the world. Also, if you got some time, go give this a five-star review. Until next time, ciao.